It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Pack Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether it's your corner store, coffee spot, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol to tap and pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. We are going to get into a couple different things, broad stroking what happened over the weekend because the Packers play tonight. The Packers play the Falcons. The game has been pushed back because of the the Cam Newton COVID test. Uh, There was a COVID test for the Chiefs, and so they moved a Sunday afternoon game to Monday night. That one's going to be at 7 Eastern. They pushed the Packers back to 8.50 Eastern, so it's going to be a late night for fans everywhere, uh, for yours truly. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we will, of course, be back here tomorrow to break down everything that we saw Packers-Falcons. What I wanted to do, though, is I think it's important. You know, obviously, we're we're every day, so we got to do a show Monday, even though the Packers don't play until Monday night, but I didn't want this to be a show that if you listen to it a day or two later, like if you wanted to come back to it, that would give you agita. That That would be a problem for you. Because we're talking about previews. I don't want to do a preview show on a Monday for a Monday night game. I don't think that makes any sense. Instead, I think there's one big takeaway that I had anyway from watching the games on Sunday. The NFC is wide open. And we knew that to a degree. But it's not just wide open. You know, right now, 538 has the Packers as co-favorites with the Seahawks anyway. Both have a 10% chance to win the Super Bowl. They're both 91% to make the playoffs. The Packers at 72% chance of winning their division and just a tick behind the Seahawks in terms of getting that first round by. But I don't know about you, but watching the Seahawks on Sunday and they go up against the Dolphins team that really takes them to the brink. I mean, this, this was not 
a game that the Seahawks dominated by any means against a you know one in three now Dolphins team. Seattle wins at 31-23. Uh, Russell Wilson ended up with what looked like a pretty good stat line, but but for a while this was a game that that was closer than it seemed like it should be. The Dolphins get 11 points in the fourth quarter. I think helps with a little bit of the superficiality of it. The Seahawks are clearly the only other team that looked like they could hang with the Packers at least until what we saw in the second half from the Bucs. Now, I still don't know if the Bucs are a good team. You know, they were down 24 to 14 at halftime to Justin Herbert, and they couldn't cover the future footlocker employees that they were playing at receiver next to Keenan Allen. And this is a defense that has feasted on two thoroughly, aggressively bad to mediocre opponents. And they didn't play great against the Saints. And they certainly didn't play great against the Chargers, who lose Austin Eckler in this game. And uh, it shouldn't have, shouldn't have been able to score 31 points if you have a championship-caliber defense. It just shouldn't be able to happen. And Tampa Bay was supposed to hang its hat on its defense. In fact, they had a top-five defense by DVOA coming in. And Justin Herbert was just like, cool. Let them up. Now, the difference is we saw Tom Brady play like Tom freaking Brady. 370 yards, five touchdowns, the comeback, throwing moon balls to Mike Evans, throwing go routes to, you know, what a Costco brand Julian Edelman. I don't even know these guys' names. I just know that they're uh, sneaky athletic. That's what I know about them. And this this Bucks team, if they can get their offense going, is is going to be a, a team that Green Bay is going to have to reckon with in in the second half. Certainly, they play each other. And when it comes to winning the NFC, on the other hand, they look thoroughly beatable. I mean, thoroughly beatable. They make so many mistakes, so many penalties, and just dumb stuff and miscommunication and. You know, Tom Brady is throwing pick sixes because he can't throw out routes to the far hash. And uh, it, it, they just look eminently beatable. And the Chargers were right there. They had a bunch of chances to to beat the Bucks in this game, and they weren't able to do it. This division is Green Bay's. Barring major injuries, this division is Green Bay's. We saw what the Bears are, even with Nick Foles. I mean, I think there was a chance that, you know, they could have gotten a dead cap bounce with, with Nick Foles. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. He looks like a quarterback who could not definitively beat out Mitch Trubisky in training camp. That's what Nick Foles looked like on Sunday. They lose to the Colts 19-11. to And the game was as absolutely as ugly as the score indicates. Green Bay is going to have to deal with Indianapolis at some point and what looks like clearly the best defense in football. But the Bears don't look like a real team. And the Vikings don't look like a real team. And the Lions don't look like a real team. So from that standpoint, I think that's why a lot of the projection models like Green Bay so much because they should go 6-0 in their division. And then, you know, that, that really gives you a leg up. The NFC East is garbage. I mean, the NFC East is so bad. It's so bad. The Cowboys are 1-3 and three and they have a 61% chance to win their division, according to 538. The Seahawks are 4-0. They have a 56% chance. I mean, the, the, the NFC East is total and complete garbage. 
The Bucks are now the favorites to win the South. Uh, and part of that is the Saints are two and two, and and the Bucks are three and one. But the Bucks look like the better team. Well, Green Bay got the win. They banked the win against the Saints. The 49ers are a mess. Injuries. You know, Nick Mullins was supposed to come in and just do everything that Jimmy Garoppolo could do, and for two games he did. And then they played an Eagles team that I don't know, not a very good Eagles team. They're banged up too, and that was a rock fight on Sunday night. And Brandon Ayuk did some ridiculous things, and we're going to talk about these rookie receivers coming up here uh, in the second part of the show. But everything is there for the Green Bay Packers. This is the kind of season where they can take advantage. This is the kind of year. I wrote a column after the year last season when the Packers lost to the 49ers, and the gist of it was the Packers have lost to too many teams where they were the inferior opponent. The Packers were the inferior opponent. And the point of that article was to say, look, if you want to win, it it really helps to be the best team. And that seems overly reductive. It seems almost silly, right? If you have Aaron Rodgers for as long as they've had Aaron Rodgers, you would think just by accident they would luck into being the best team a little bit more often. And yet they run into the the 49ers in 2012. They run into the Seahawks in 2014. They run into the 49ers in 2019. Those teams are just better and were all season. This year, Green Bay can be the best team. They can be the team that everyone is chasing. And they can win Monday night and be 4-0 and give themselves a great position going into the bye week when they're going to have to play some of these teams. They're going to have to play San Francisco. They're going to have to play Tampa Bay. And they can put themselves in a position to get that one seed in a year where the one seed means more than it ever has before. But it's also a way of saying, look, we are the best team. And that is not something they've been able to say often enough in the Aaron Rodgers era. Here is an opportunity. Go take it. And it's not just because the, the rest of the league is garbage. It's not just that the, the rest of the NFC is, you know, meh or just okay. Green Bay has been playing really, really good football. They're a very good team. And they can play better because their defense can be better. And they can play better because they can be more consistent catching the ball. And, and so, you know, there, there's even room for improvement, obvious room for improvement for a team that has looked as good as any other team not named the Chiefs in football through three weeks. This is the year for them. This is a, this or maybe it's not the year. It is a year. You assume it's going to be when you're, it's 2009, 2010, you think, okay, this is the Packers every year now. And they go 15 to one in 2011. You're like, okay, great. This is easy. They can always be this. It's not true. It's not true because other teams are going to have these random bounces. You're going to have a year like 2018 where the Bears come out of nowhere. They get super lucky. They go 12 and 4 and, and you know, stuff happens, right? Or you have a 49er team that plays absolutely out of its mind defensively and you just catch the worst possible matchup at the worst possible time in the playoffs and you lose. Here's your chance to go prove it as the best team in the league. And, and wear that every week. Take that out onto the field every week to say, we are the best team and we're going to prove we are the best team. This is their best chance. They may not get a better chance 
to be the best team. So take advantage of it now. Go every week to prove it. And you can be playing at the end of the year. And if you want to be your best at the dinner table, DoorDash can give you that opportunity. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza. Someone's craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite on DoorDash. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, The Cheesecake Factory, all of your go-to favorites there. Right now, our listeners can get $10 off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code Locked On. Today's episode is also brought to you by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves and and we make all of the excuses that we could possibly make or we avoid talking about it altogether. With Roman, it is easy to talk about it, but you can do it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's safe, it's simple, and it's totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash locked on to complete an online visit. That's GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL. GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL. I want to talk about something that we wouldn't maybe otherwise get a chance to talk about in season because we would have too much to discuss when it comes to the the Green Bay Packers. And and this is really no time to be getting wandering eyes. It's no time to be getting greedy. But I understand it's hard not to watch Justin Jefferson and go, <sighs> get those those googly eyes and think, you know, why not me? Why not us? You see Brandon Ayuk on Sunday night with one of the most absurd, crazy athletic plays we've ever seen go out, hurdle a defender on a 38-yard touchdown run. Crazy play. A a ridiculous athletic play. You know, LaVisca Chenault was productive for the Jaguars. He's looking more and more like a focal point of their offense. These guys are going out and, and, and doing things. They're playing well for their teams. And yeah, Green Bay could have drafted some of them. Now, going up for Justin Jefferson probably would have required, you know, giving up their their 2021 first. I don't think anyone was say was saying do that. Uh I no one was a bigger Justin Jefferson fan than me. I would not have advocated for trading a future first for Justin Jefferson. And and remember, Brandon Ayuk was someone Green Bay wanted. And they moved up with the chance to take him. And I have said many times on this show that that I think that they wanted to get either Brandon Ayuk or Jordan Love. And they were, I don't, I don't want to say happy to get Love, but with the understanding that they had two guys left on their board, they wanted to make sure they got one of them. So they go up and make that play. San Francisco jumps them. 
It happens. I'm not going to make any excuses for that part of it. And and I know it's going to be easy for fans to say, hey, well, look, San Francisco outsmarted Green Bay. Again, I don't want to relitigate the the you know the potential for Green Bay making that deal with Minnesota. Do they, if they offer anything close to equal, is Minnesota going to give it to Green Bay or San Francisco? The answer is no. Green Bay probably thought there's no way Minnesota is going to take another receiver. So we can get into the Dolphins. The Dolphins gave them a sweetheart deal, by the way, to move up. And, and they get Jordan Love. Jordan Love is not going to help them win games this year. I don't, I, we don't need to deal with that either. This team offensively was right insofar as they knew that their guys, the guys on the roster, could make this offense really good. Devontae Adams, Al Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, those three in particular, they believed and said outright, by the way, we think our guys, our developmental guys, are better than any guys we could have taken after the first round. And the, the position that they were in. Chase Claypool, I think, was the guy in the second they were they were interested in. Michael Pittman, they knew that those guys were probably not going to fall. I think LaVisca Chenault would certainly have been on their radar as well. But I think Claypool was the cutoff guy. When Claypool goes, I mean, you don't even have to really read between the lines. The Packers, according to multiple reports and according to Brian Gutekunst himself, they had a group of players they liked after the first round. You know, They had a first-round group. Those guys go. They're off the board when they take Jordan Love. So they didn't think where they were. There was someone worth taking in that spot. They take Jordan Love instead. We can talk forever about whether or not that was a smart call, but that's how they felt. Then in the second round, they're sitting there going, okay, we, ha- we have this group of guys that we really like. Can we get up into that range? It would have been really hard to get up to where Pittsburgh was to pick Claypool. Though I think that was the, the cutoff guy. Had the the athleticism, the size, speed. Uh, there were a lot of reports connecting the two pre-draft to the point that there were some people that, that were saying, you know, this could be their first round pick. That's not crazy. I don't think they valued him quite that highly. But I think right where the Steelers got him was was where they were thinking they were going to need to get where they were going to need to uh, to 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 get Claypool, they they weren't able to do it, okay. And and the positional value of getting AJ Dillon not there for me. I think that pick is the the head scratcher of the whole draft. Just I don't understand using a second round pick on a running back when you can get one in the fifth round or the fourth round or the seventh round or the undrafted free agent. I don't get that. But the Packers were right to have faith in their guys. This is the best offense in the league. It's the best offense in the league when their guys are healthy. And uh, a slew of injuries doesn't change that. You know, Devontae Adams gets hurt. Alan Lazard gets hurt. How many teams could function with their top two receivers out? Especially teams that rely on those receivers. I mean, San Francisco's offense has not been the same without Debo Samuel. It wouldn't be the same if Kittle and Samuel were both out. The Chiefs... The Chiefs, if Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were out, their offense would not look the same, even with Patrick Mahomes. If you took Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf off Seattle, their offense would be bad, probably. They'd probably run it a lot more, too. So I don't think we can sit here and say, see, they needed to draft a receiver. Well, maybe, maybe. And I was someone who advocated for doing it. I said it would be smart. I I wanted them to do it. I thought it was the right thing to do. I think the value is there. But they were also right 
that if they were healthy, this offense could be awesome. I, I don't think anyone thought, myself included, this offense could be this good just running it back. Just saying, you know what? Year two, come back. We can do this all. And the guys that are on the roster, they're going to be good enough. I don't think even the Packers thought they could be as good as they've been the first three weeks. But they certainly believed that they could be good. They certainly believed they could be very good with this group. And they were right. And more to the point, we saw Sunday, last Sunday against the Saints, they can do it without Devontae Adams. You know, we came out of this going, you know, the Packers are they're dangerously thin. One injury to Devontae Adams and they're, they're just toast. Well, guess what? They're not. And we saw, I mean, 4-0 last year without Devontae Adams, 1-0 this year without Devontae Adams. Who knows if, if Devontae is going to play tonight by the time you're listening to this, you probably know. But not having Adams or Lazard would be a detriment to any team losing its starting receivers. Any team would struggle without its top two receivers. And I put this out on Twitter. I said, which, which teams would be able to not, not really lose anything if their wide receiver three suddenly had to become wide receiver one because the top two guys got hurt? The only team, really, is Dallas. Even teams that drafted receivers couldn't say that. And the Minnesota Vikings offense, let's just say for, for the sake of example, that Justin Jefferson is their receiver three. If Adam Thielen and B.C. Johnson go down, that offense gets a lot worse. A lot worse. And I don't think Brandon Ayuk, without Kittle, without Debo, could carry a passing game. Now that offense with Kyle Shanahan could still be really good because no one in the league right now is better at utilizing their players and overcoming weaknesses the way that Shanahan is. And if Devontae's out there, who cares? We know they're good if Devontae's out there. This was a top 10 passing offense in 2018 when they got the coach fired, and it's Devontae and a bunch of rookies from day three trying to make it work. They were still a top 10 passing offense. So we know if Devontae's out there, they're fine. So I think we have to be looking at this in, in a fair way, the offense would be better if they had drafted a receiver. There's no question about it. The offense would be better. But it's hard to, for me to look at this team and say they made this huge miscalculation when clearly they were betting on their guys and it turns out betting on their guys would have been fine if they stayed healthy. Now, guys get hurt. That's part of the calculation at all times. That being said, as I mentioned, losing your top two receivers would be detrimental to any, any team. You, of course, want to build depth. And having receiver depth is one of those things that is so invaluable to a team because receivers are so useful. They're so impactful. And so if you're going to draft a running back who's not going to play, wouldn't you rather draft a receiver who's not going to play unless there's injuries? Yes. Yes, you would. I'll continue to defend the Jordan Love pick from, from the, the positional value perspective. I cannot defend the A.J. Dillon pick from a positional value perspective. So this is something that I know is going to be a story that we talk about. If Devontae comes back and plays, not an issue. And hopefully he's healthy coming out of the bye and is able to play 
and it's Devontae and whoever, and Devontae and Aaron Jones and the rest of these guys with the tight ends playing the way they are and the offensive line playing the way they are, and Matt LaFleur in the groove that he is in is probably going to be enough. But I just know it's easy to get wandering eyes and to look over and say, I wish we had that guy. I just, I wish we had that guy. It would just be so great. Yeah, it would be great. It would be great. And maybe there were players there that that Green Bay could have taken. Brian Edwards at at 62 instead of A.J. Dillon changes a lot about how I feel about this draft class. There were certainly guys that you could take a flyer on there or, you know, just not a running back. That's the part I struggle with it. I think, though, we can say, I mean, I think we can say the need at receiver was not as great as we maybe thought it was. And, and I think the team, if they had thought it was of the utmost importance, they would have moved heaven and earth to make it work. They valued their players more than we did, and they were right about that. And I think we have to recognize that. Have you tried the best-tasting protein bar ever? Have you heard the ads? Yes, we know you've heard the ads. You've heard the Built Bar ads. Well, Built Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones. Caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream among their already stacked roster, salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie. These are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and best of all, they're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, and they're high fiber. It is all of the cheating on your diet that you want to do without the actual cheating part. It's the best. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On to get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. All right. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Packers Falcons. We will have... Our always outstanding Zao You Doing segment coming up. No crossover Thursday. I'm going to try and get another guest, though, uh, just so you don't have to hear me talk for 30 minutes straight uh, about this team and and where they stand. Of course, a lot is going to be uh, put to the test on Monday. And and I, I think we're going to learn a lot about the, uh, the the discipline of this team, the rigor of this team, and, and how they're able to get themselves up for a game that, you know, th- they need. They really do. And we talked about all the reasons in the first half of the show about why this is a great opportunity for them. Find ways to get hype. It's going to be a weird thing, a weird schedule. It's going to be late. Find ways to bring your energy up. Find ways to make this all work. 
go beat the Falcons and get to the bye for and oh also follow me on Twitter Peter underscore Bukowski follow the podcast on Twitter locked on Packers like us on Facebook subscribe to the podcast iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts wherever you find podcasts you will find at locked on Packers and anytime you want to hit us up with the locked on Packers fan hotline you can do that 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers <laughs>